It's time for our monthly check-in with Ryan McCrady. He is the CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. A couple of months into a job that he took right in the middle of a pandemic, and yet he maintains a, an unusually sunny attitude about the whole thing. Ryan McCrady, always a pleasure to have you on the program. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Jim. I appreciate the time. You know, I, I've known you for a lot of years, and you've always had that kind of optimistic uh, view of things and, and what is possible to get done. But we've never been in a situation like this, as we've discussed before. So before we get into some of the particulars of what's been happening with the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, I want to just ask you in general terms, uh, as we have seen that steady increase in numbers here locally since the end of June, we're seeing other parts of the state now have additional restrictions uh, put in place because their numbers have gotten out of control. Our numbers are still moving in the wrong direction. Uh, how much does that keep you up at night, and how big a problem is that to the local economy and ongoing economic development efforts? Well, you know, it, it, it can definitely be a concern. I mean, if you really want to protect the jobs of your family, your neighbors, other people in the community, then we all need to do whatever we can to prevent the spread. Uh, the pandemic is having an undeniable and obvious economic impact on the entire world, but we're definitely seeing it here locally. So we need to try to do what we can because as, you know, we start looking at what the schools are doing, what they have to deal with. And when you think about it from an economic development standpoint, workforce availability is one of the most important things. And so this issue of workforce availability and whatever method the schools can use to teach those kids, those things are connected because so many People in the workforce have children that are in school, so a decision by the school to change how they can do education does have an impact on workforce availability, and so those two things are not mutually exclusive, so we need to do what we can to control this thing and limit the impact it's going to have on our community. It's such an interesting point, and as we have seen a lot of school districts, including Springfield's District 186, decide to start the year with remote learning, how much of an impact is that having on local businesses? Are, are you hearing from businesses who are concerned because parents who, who don't have child care all day, every day, when they expected their kids to be in class, uh, how much is that hampering businesses and their ability to, to keep going, uh, even given all the other headwinds they've had to face this year? Well, you know, businesses are getting very creative. And a couple things I should say right off the bat, I am in no position to second guess what any school is doing due to the pandemic. I, my hat's off to them. They're dealing with just unprecedented decision-making right now. So I am, I'm not in any way Monday morning quarterbacking that, but employers are getting creative and finding ways to support their employees who are also dealing with a situation where their kids are going to be at home learning and how that balances. So there's a lot of employers that are trying to allow work from home whenever possible, remote working. Uh, I've even heard of some employers looking to help provide tutors <laughs> for the kids so their employees may be able to focus on work. Everyone is getting very creative here. And the employers aren't, you know, they understand everybody's dealing with something here we've never dealt with before. But, you know, that is something that we're all having to balance. It's going to create stress amongst the families. And, you know, uh, we're just going to have to figure out how to work together and get this thing done. And, I, and I'm confident our community is going to do that because that's the legacy of this community is that we've done those kind of things. We, uh, we've heard a lot about the, uh, the, the recent report in Business Insider suggesting that Springfield would be the number one place to look at 
after the pandemic that we've positioned ourselves in such a way that once we have uh, come out on the other side of this thing, that we're going to be in uh, in really good shape for future growth and development. It's probably not coincidental that uh, in, in recent weeks you are seeing an uptick in interest in looking at Springfield as a destination for businesses. Yeah, I, I I think it is related, and it's interesting, Jim. We are seeing a, a notable uptick in calls and inquiries from businesses outside our community that are exploring the option of maybe looking for locations here in our community, and that's definitely good news for us. Um, I also believe that the more our community can do to show that, that we are addressing this pandemic in a, in a good way will actually help us in those efforts, too. So um, it matters. I think there's going to be uh, a push for businesses, and, and I think there's going to be individuals looking to live in places that have lower population density but still have outstanding public and private health systems and, and education systems and, and community colleges and universities access and a lot of the things that Springfield has ready to go. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for us. It's a challenge, but we're going to do what we can to make it an opportunity. We're talking with Ryan McCready, CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance. Uh, can, can you quantify that a little bit more in terms of that outreach that you're getting uh, from businesses? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, it, is it just, you know, uh, just, hey, we're just kind of seeing what's available? Uh, are there really solid leads out there? What, what yeah. sorts of industries are looking at Springfield at this point? I have to be careful how much I say, which I know you understand. You and I have known each other a long time. Um, they're legitimate interests. These aren't uh, uh, interest situations where they're looking across the entire country at what's available out there. Um, they, they have a legitimate interest in our market, and they really are measuring what the opportunity might be. And the good news is, is we have a lot of good things to send them, a lot of good opportunities here. And as soon as they crack that door open and I can have that conversation with them, you know, then, then the sales pitch is really on to explore not only what their business can do here, but to talk about how their employees can thrive in this community. And that's what is really important, too, because these businesses, yeah, they're looking for the great building, the great site. They're looking for a great business environment. But if they don't have a great community, it makes it tough for them to attract and retain the top talent. So selling the lifestyle of the community, the lifestyle those employees can experience here is a very, very important part of the equation, too. I know another big part of your objective in your post is is not just to bring in companies from outside to relocate here or to uh, expand operations here, but also to help existing businesses locally expand their workforce and offer more opportunities. You've got some good news on that front. Yeah, we do. The, a recent announcement by Taraski Meats that they're adding a second production facility here in our community. It's 15,000 square foot expansion would create 25 more jobs. You know, in economic development, the really sexy part of it is, and people celebrate this, we have parades when a new company comes to town, we do all those things, and that's great, but we can really grow the economy of our community if we can retain and expand current employers here. That, that is the, that's, that's the biggest part of economic development, is getting those employers to feel attached to the community and to solidifying their presence here and keeping them here for a long time. When you can look at employers and multiple generations of families have worked there and they just continue to expand, you know, adding just, you know, dozens of jobs at a time, it doesn't seem exciting when you see something like that, but it is. But it's also a sign to other businesses, both inside and outside the community, that this is a place where they can be successful. And that's a really important part of, of painting the picture 
and helping in a business understand how they can be successful in your community. We're talking with Ryan McCready, Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, and uh, the the job is multifaceted. It is certainly about uh, trying to bring businesses and uh, create more jobs here, helping local businesses expand, but it's also trying to ensure there's an appropriate climate for that kind of expansion. To that end, you're teaming up with the Illinois Manufacturers Association for a legislative roundtable event. Tell me about that. That's right. So we work closely with other agencies, and so some other economic development corporations around the region, Decatur-Macon County, Champaign County, Peoria County, and, and uh, McLean County are working with us and the Illinois Manufacturers Association to host this legislative roundtable, which, like all things right now, will be done virtually. Um, just an opportunity for businesses to hear from local legislators and understand what's going on and ask questions and it helps build some camaraderie amongst that, and it also allows the businesses to give feedback to the legislators, and which helps them shape policy decisions. So this type of exchange used to be done in person, but you know we're adjusting and we're going to do this virtually. There's information on how to join that on our website at thriveandspi.com. Also check out Springfield Sangman Growth Alliance social media sites to be able to register for that. Not to give away too much of the roundtable, but what do you see as the major legislative issues or concerns you'd like area lawmakers to address? I think we need to uh, figure out how we're going to operate uh, our our state post-pandemic and how what we're going to do to help support businesses who have had to make significant investments um, to be able to still operate. When you look at you know, the things you see most obviously are the additional outdoor uh, resources many restaurants have had to secure to be able to stay open. How are we going to continue to do that? And, you know, we recently had the announcement of the business interruption grants. Those are very good programs. Uh, there should be another round of those coming out from what, from what I've heard. That'll be a very good thing going forward. But that way, you know, we just need to figure out how we can operate going forward. It's not a legislative issue per se, but has the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance taken a stand on the uh, a progressive tax uh, constitutional amendment that will be on the ballot in November? We, we haven't, and, and organizations like ours typically don't do a lot of political advocacy, uh, mainly because it's really important that we stay apolitical. Um, many of the projects I will work on, Jim, will go on for multiple years. And in Illinois, you can span different administrations elected officials in that process, and many times the parties change. And so it's really important that we stay stay very apolitical in that manner. So I, we've not taken a position, and I, I'm not expecting right now that we would. Ryan, finally, um, we, we know that our region and the entire state, we've lost a lot of jobs this year because of the shutdown related to the pandemic. Some of those jobs have come back. A lot of them haven't. And yet you've got a, a, a job fair. The Chamber of Commerce does, and I know right. you're helping to support this, has a job fair coming up. So are there, in fact, still jobs out there and still a need for, for workers to fill those jobs? There are still jobs out there, and businesses are still hiring. The, the Chamber of Commerce is having a, a job fair. Uh, this will be on Thursday, August 20th from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Crown Plaza. We hope uh, individuals looking for work can can, can visit that. Um, also, in a general sense, if, if you are a, a worker right now that's displaced from a job, the Illinois WorkNet Center uh, at the corner of 9th Street and South Grand Avenue is a great place to go to get connected. Many times they may have resources to help get individual train, individuals trained for, for specific jobs that, uh, that are avail- available out there in the community. 
but they can help with a lot of all other things also. So there's still jobs out there and uh, just need to get you connected to the right resources to help you find those. So uh, how do people find out more about the uh, the Chamber's job fair? The the Chamber job fair is on the Chamber's uh, website, and uh, they can check out the details there. Um, also, we'll be sharing that information on the Growth Alliance social media websites also, and they can see a list of employers that, that are signed up for that job fair. Chamber's website is gscc.org, and once again, yep. the website for the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance? Is thriveinspi.org. Ryan McCready, CEO of the Springfield Sangamon Growth Alliance, always appreciate your time. We'll look forward to talking to you again next month. Thank you very much, Jim.